little slow tonight. I had a hot pocket for dinner. Uh, Good to see I'm not the only white trash here. I buy the hot pockets. I go in grocery stores. I'm like, yeah, I'll get these. I've never eaten a hot pocket and then afterwards been, I'm glad I ate that. I'm always like, I'm going to die. I paid for that? Did I eat it or rub it on my face? My back hurts. Oh. I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They have a warning printed on the sign. It's like, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. Hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer. You hillbilly enjoy the next NASCAR event. Hot Pockets. I like NASCAR. He's a jerk. Never really see that on a menu when you go out to dinner. You know, let's see, I'll have the Caesar salad and the Hot Pocket. Uh, tonight's specials, we have a sea bass, which is broiled, and we have a Hot Pocket, which is cooked in a dirty microwave. And that comes with a side of Pepto. Is your Hot Pocket cold in the middle? It's frozen. But it can be served boiling lava hot. Will it burn my mouth? It'll destroy your mouth. Everything will taste like rubber for a month. All of the Hot Pocket. Hot Pockets! Hot Pockets, yeah. They haven't been around that long, like 10 years. How'd they come up with that? Was there some kind of marketing meeting like, I got an idea. How about we fill a Pop-Tart with nasty meat? And you can cook it in a sleeve thing. You could dunk it in the toilet. It's weird. There is the vegetarian hot pocket for those of us that don't want to eat meat but still would like diarrhea. Hot pocket. It should just come with a roll of toilet paper. Diarrhea pocket. You ever notice there's no dignified way to buy toilet paper? You always have to buy that multi-pack of like 18 rolls. Stick it in your cart. Everyone in the store is like, does that guy ever leave the bathroom? What's he living off of Hot Pockets? Hot Pocket. There's the lean pocket. I don't even want to know what's in there. Imagine the directions. Take out of box, place directly in toilet. Flush pocket. Pocket, 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 pocket. Recently, they introduced the breakfast hot pocket. Finally. I can't think of a better way to start the day. Good morning. You're about to call in sick. Hot pocket. You can have a hot pocket for breakfast, a hot pocket for lunch, and be dead by dinner. Dead pocket. Do love that jingle. You think they worked hard on that song? What do you got so far, Bill? Uh, uh, hot pocket. 
That's good. That's very good. Not as good as your biomenin, but it's good. Now, what are we going to run in Mexico? Caliente pocket. You've got a gift, my friend. Don't hide that in a bushel basket. I saw a commercial for a chicken pot pie hot pocket. Now they're just messing with us. Just a matter of time. Have you tried the hot pocket, hot pocket? It's a hot pocket filled with a hot pocket. Tastes just like a hot pocket. I'm gonna go and stick my head in the microwave. Hot pocket! That was Jim Gaffigan. He is hilarious. What an amazing dude. If you ever heard of from anything from Jim Gaffigan. You gotta check him out. Great stuff. Uh, all good content. Hilarious. And uh, seems like an all-around good dude. Jim Gaffigan, everybody. And I hope he made you laugh. And I hope this station continues to be your daily pick-me-up. It is all encouragement all the time here on The Daily Pick-Me-Up. Check out all the good music, encouraging words, and conversation right here at this Anchor.fm station. That was Hillsong. Future marches in. Hope you're having an amazing day. I don't care what you're doing. You are awesome. All right. Hey, good evening. It is a cool 55 degrees out here in central Massachusetts. It's walking with Bruno evening style on your pick me up Anchor FM channel. So I'm walking with Bruno and I'm kind of just thinking about the day. And one of the things I'm thinking about is. Houston has been a huge conversation and of course a ton of it is politicized in our day and age I don't know why I mean here's the deal there are people there who are hurting let's help them how about that no matter what color they are no matter who they are let's get our tails down there and help them Oh, but we got to fight about what pastor is helping or not helping. It's easy for us to point the blame. Not so easy for us to get our hands dirty ourselves. And listen, I understand there's people who are really rich. Who should be helping that aren't. Just like there are people who are probably dirt poor. Who we would consider, oh. I can't believe they're helping, but they do. And here's the thing. You take responsibility for you, and you help the way you can. Whether it's an encouraging email, whether it's giving of your savings to some cause in Houston to help them, whether it's just getting your tail there, maybe taking vacation, 
and going and helping the people in Houston. Together, we can do this. Let's help one another. Let's be a family. It's your daily pick-me-up, walking with Bruno style. Have an amazing night. Be encouraged. God loves you. There are people in this world who loves you. Love you. Have a great night. Are you a good leader? Maybe you're a great leader. Either way, I wanted to encourage you with this short speech by Colin Powell when he was asked what good leadership is all about. He said this answer. My name is Amy Wilkinson. I'm a White House fellow. My question is how you would define the key characteristics of effective leadership that allow you to go and be an advocate for good. Trust. The, the longer I have been in public service and the more people have asked me about leadership over the years, uh, leadership ultimately comes down to creating conditions of trust within an organization. Good leaders are people who are trusted by followers. Leaders take organizations past the level that the science of management says is possible. Uh, one of my sergeants back in uh, the infantry school at Fort Benning almost 50 years ago, which is where I learned everything I ever got to learn about leadership, was at the infantry school. And he said to me one day, he said, Lieutenant, you'll know you're a good leader when people follow you, if only out of curiosity. <laughs> I've never had a better uh, definition. Because what he was saying, and, I, and I've, seen it, I've seen it experienced in my life so many times, what he was saying is they trust you. And you have built up that trust. How did you do it? Clear mission and statement. Selfless service. Um, people look to you and they trust you because you're serving selflessly as the leader, not self-serving, selflessly. And that you prepare the followers. You train them. You give them what they need to get the job done. Don't give them a job if you're not going to give them the resources. And that you're prepared to take the risks with them. And so they would teach us at the infantry school, no matter how cold it is, Lieutenant, you must never look cold. No matter how hungry you all are, Lieutenant, you must never appear hungry. No matter how terrified you are, Lieutenant, you must never look terrified. Because if you are scared, terrified, hungry, and cold, they will be scared, terrified, hungry, and cold. I've gotten away with that many, many times in the course of my career by being scared to death, cold, and wanting to go to sleep, but no, let's go, let's keep going. Let's go around this corner, if only out of curiosity. And they'll follow you into the darkest night, down the deepest valley, up the highest hill, if they trust you. So the essence of leadership is about doing all that the science of management says you can with resources, but then taking that extra step and giving it that spark. And that spark comes from getting people to trust you so that they will follow you, if only out of curiosity. Thank you. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I hope you're having a great, great night. This is Marty Holman here on Your Daily Pick-Me-Up. That was none other than Colin Powell. Next, though, is Denzel Washington giving this an amazing speech. I hope you are inspired. I was flunking out of college. I had a 1.7 grade point average. I hope none of you can relate. <laughs> I had a 1.7 grade point average. I was sitting in my mother's beauty shop. They still call it beauty shop now? What they call it now? Yeah, I was sitting in the beauty parlor. I was sitting in my mother's beauty parlor 
And I'm looking in the mirror and I see behind me this woman under the dryer. And every time she looked up, she, every time I looked up, she was looking at me, just looking me in the eye. And I didn't know who she was. And I said, you know, she said, somebody give me a pen, give me a pencil. I have a prophecy. March 27, 1975, she said, boy, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Now, mind you, I was flunked out of college. I'm thinking about joining the army. I didn't know what I was going to do. And she's telling me I'm going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Well, I have traveled the world. And I have spoke to millions of people. But that's not the most important thing, the success that I had. The most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since. I've been protected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. Fail big. That's right. Fail big. You only live once. So do what you feel passionate about, passionate about. Take chances professionally. Don't be afraid to fail. There's an old IQ test was nine dots and you had to draw five lines with a pencil within these nine dots without lifting the pencil. The only way to do it was to go outside the box. So don't be afraid to go outside the box. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big, to dream big, but remember, Dreams without goals are just dreams and they ultimately fuel disappointment. So have dreams, but have goals, life goals, yearly goals, monthly goals, daily goals. I try to give myself a goal every day and understand that to achieve these goals, you must apply discipline and consistency. You have to work at it every day. You have to plan every day. You've heard the saying, we don't plan to fail. We fail to plan. Hard work works. Working really hard is what successful people do. And in this text, tweet, twerk world that you've grown up in <laughs> remember just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done remember that just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done don't confuse movement with progress my mother told me, she said, yeah, because you can run in place all the time and never get anywhere. So continue to strive, continue to have goals, continue to progress. And anything you want good, you can have. So claim it. Work hard to get it. When you get it, reach back. Pull someone else up. Each one, teach one. Don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference.
if I should have a daughter, instead of mom, she's going to call me point B. Because that way she knows that no matter what happens, at least she can always find her way to me. And I'm going to paint the solar systems on the backs of her hands. So she has to learn the entire universe before she can say, oh, I know that like the back of my hand. And she's going to learn that this life will hit you hard in the face, wait for you to get back up just so it can kick you in the stomach. But getting the wind knocked out of you is the only way to remind your lungs how much they like the taste of air. There is hurt here that cannot be fixed by band-aids or poetry. So the first time she realizes that Wonder Woman isn't coming, I'll make sure she knows she doesn't have to wear the cape all by herself. Because no matter how wide you stretch your fingers, your hands will always be too small to catch all the pain you want to heal. Believe me, I've tried. And baby, I'll tell her, don't keep your nose up in the air like that. I know that trick. I've done it a million times. You're just smelling for smoke. So you can follow the trail back to a burning house so you can find the boy who lost everything in the fire to see if you can save him. Or else find the boy who lit the fire in the first place to see if you can change him. But I know she will anyway. So instead, I'll always keep an extra supply of chocolate and rain boots nearby because there is no heartbreak that chocolate can't fix. Okay, there's a few heartbreaks that chocolate can't fix, but that's what the rain boots are for, because rain will wash away everything if you let it. I want her to look at the world through the underside of a glass-bottom boat, to look through a microscope at the galaxies that exist on the pinpoint of a human mind, because that's the way my mom taught me, that there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, my mama said, when you open your hands to catch and wind up with only blisters and bruises. When you step out of the phone booth and try to fly, and the very people you want to save are the ones standing on your cape. When your boots will fill with rain and you'll be up to your knees in disappointment, and those are the very days you have all the more reason to say thank you. Because there's nothing more beautiful than the way the ocean refuses to stop kissing the shoreline, no matter how many times it's sent away. You will put the wind in winsome lose some. You will put the star in starting over and over. And no matter how many landmines erupt in a minute, be sure your mind lands on the beauty of this funny place called life. And yes, on a scale from one to over-trusting, I am pretty damn naive. But I want her to know that this world is made out of sugar. It can crumble so easily, but don't be afraid to stick your tongue out and taste it. Baby, I'll tell her, remember your mama is a worrier and your papa is a warrior and you are the girl with small hands and big eyes who never stops asking for more. Remember that good things come in threes and so do bad things and always apologize when you've done something wrong. But don't you ever apologize for the way your eyes refuse to stop shining. Your voice is small, but don't ever stop singing. And when they finally hand you heartache, when they slip war and hatred under your door and offer you handouts on street corners of cynicism and defeat, you tell them that they really ought to meet your mother. Arguments and failed attempts 
for today your daily pick me up i hope you are so encouraged inspired entertained and all of the above i'm gonna leave you with this quote from charles swindoll about attitude hey charles swindoll said the longer i live the more i realize the importance of attitude on life attitude to me is more important than facts it is more important than the past than education than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We cannot change the past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play the one string we have and that is our attitude. I am convinced 
that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Have a great day.